can a concierge used to send you jars? So you'd order your whatever from Cali and they'd send you a jar. Uh, so I have mad glass jars. Just yeah, chilling. I'm sure they racked up over time. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> nobody's got to know what they're from. And then they say like, OG so you read Kush fucking on OG Kush <laughs> on the label, Death Star OG. What the fuck is this? Oh, it's nothing. I'm into Star Wars. All right, plants. <laughs> <laughs> what up, world? It is KB, one half of the KB and M's podcast. What's up, everybody? It's M's, the uh, other half of the KB and M's pod, episode fourteen. Something in my throat. <coughs> Episode 14, no Andy Dalton. Oh, my bad, my bad, no Andy Dalton. Damn, shout out to Andy Dalton. How you been, man? Good, bro. Uh, it's been a... I had my bro in town last week. He was uh, kind of the guest on the side. Shout uh, out Ryan. During the during the pod. So yeah, fam came over, uh, super low-key, just my dad, wife, and uh, sister. Played some uh, board games, ate some good food, some good pizza, some twin trees out of Q's, and just uh, kept it low-key. There you go. Did you guys listen to any R&B? Nah, Ryan was supposed to put me on to Daniel Caesar, and then I guess we just didn't get, like, his trip was hella short. Word. Yeah, I remember, yeah. like, connecting the dots, like, damn. Yeah, it was a super, minutes. like, him just kind of checking on my dad, because he's got some health stuff going on, and uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to use his flight credit up, and uh, that's kind of a topic I want to chime in on real quick, because it's an impromptu topic, but uh, it's just about family health. Yeah. Um, I feel like right now at the age we're at, like I'm coming close to 30, um, a lot of people don't take into account um, what their family, like their mother, father, grandfather, grandmother, their family health and their uh, health conditions. So I get to thinking about my grandma being a diabetic, her um, mm. being having blood uh, issues with her white blood cell counts, having cancer yep. issues. You know what I mean? So like that made me really uh just seeing her pass unfortunately like being in the hospital room seeing someone pass really just kind of yeah bro it was like the biggest realization i've ever had in my life but it was what i needed so like having all those type of family uh health issues really kind of that's why i'm on my water grind i'm on my Mm -hmm. my jug because i'm just trying to control all that stuff earlier so maybe i mean I, i could i'm i'm sure i still have a great chance of getting diabetes or whatever but hey if i can try to battle it now i mean i maybe i'll have a better shot at it so yeah that's everybody like my brother ryan telling me about same spiel i gave you guys about the water and being tired and this this and that like you taking vitamins well i have some but uh, i I don't really take them every day i'm like bro you can control that like come on man yeah you know what i mean so uh yeah everybody just not trying to scare you guys, but look back at your family history and you got to realize, treat your body like a temple, man. <laughs> <laughs> treat your body like a temple. No, that's a fair point. <clears throat> like I always used to look around when like you're in the doctor's office and then like, do you have any uh, family history, hereditary illness? And like, I'd look at my mom and she'd be like, no. Right. And then you find out you had like a great uncle who died from some shit and you're like, Nigga, that's family health right. history. What do you yes. mean? No. But yeah, it's important. Like I was I was like a lot of people. Like I was pretty much absent from the doctor or the hospitals. Yeah, same. Until I had health insurance, like twenty six, yep. twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, it's definitely 
I can see where it's somewhere where you might not be well versed, but you definitely want to know what's going on because that's ultimately what's going to lead to your health. You yes, know? exactly. Just being transparent. Like I was always that that guy that um, just always checked all no on the boxes. You know what I mean? Because like my house, yeah. my house straight right now. And you're right. Once you start kind of realizing that there is some hereditary issues around you, it's good to just know about it. It's good to kind of just be there in the back of your head. So yeah, shout out to uh, everyone's health, man. Just get a little. Get a little better from that standpoint. Not trying to freak anybody out, but uh, there's underlying shit with every family, so you should probably know what's yeah. been going on. But, uh, yeah, so lately I have been hella curious with the stock market. And, like, I know I've talked about it before and whatnot, but um, I don't have too much, like, extra cheese or extra bread to really throw into it right now. So right now I'm just digging and researching. Um, I'm just relentless right now. And uh, really I came up – I came up with a quote off of James Clear's uh, Thursday email he sends out, and he says there are nearly endless opportunities to improve each day, and finding them largely boils down to being curious. People who are better in the end are usually curious in the beginning. And then I just think of myself and how much research I'm doing on the market every single day, and even though I'm not making moves yet, it all started for me being curious. And the moves that I do orchestrate you can even ask my wife like or uh, <laughs> or uh, my my brother ryan i was saying how zoom on monday i'm like zoom just uh had an offering and when they do that they offer their shares at a certain price to certain financial institutions like mutual funds and stuff like that that want to gobble some shares up when businesses do that they're they're trying to fundraise some money for something bigger but when they have those offerings it scares investors and they sell so the price dips mm. so i said zoom dipped like something's Something's up. They had an offering, and uh, the way that their 20-day moving average was, I knew that thing was going to bounce back. So I'm like, guys, you got to look at Zoom. Guys, you got to look at Zoom. But I don't have any bread to put in Zoom. <laughs> so I just look at it from the sideline. Shit has been romping the last two days. I think it's up like 18 19% now. So I'm watching Microsoft yeah, scramble yep. to kind of take back land that they left dormant and let zoom just kind of move in on like microsoft Crazy. has had teams for yeah, a while teams has been out and they, that should have been perfected and there's yeah that should have been the answer yeah lots of people are already on a microsoft database it was just funny how zoom just came in and like hey swept shit up fuck with it even though microsoft is like hey your organization is here your whole address book is in here you but. know it was crazy so we first started with teams at work and uh we had a staff meeting and the first thing that we didn't have was the audience view. And I'm sure that they've... they've it's in there now. It's yeah. in there now. But at the time when it was like pandemic, pandemic, like at the highest point, Microsoft wasn't there. And we and our organizational work just hopped off that. We're on, we got a Zoom premium package or whatever and kept it pushing. Yeah, so you got to be innovative. Especially yeah. like just because it's time for your product to be front and center like yep. it doesn't mean that it's ready to be front and center and if yeah. it's not you're gonna lose all that momentum but yeah them fumbling the bag that's just an opportunity for us you know what i mean if you want to invest and some people want to sell some of that shit off um yeah looking up on stockcharts.com moving averages uh and relative strength indexes i can go on for days but uh yeah man just being curious and that's not just with stocks it's really just anything uh a big thing with one of my best friends I've been talking about is uh, just using our phones as a tool. And he, he laughs at me because I'm always trying to be on my super wisdom shit. But uh, I downloaded TikTok the other weekend. Everyone's like, why? Word? Why? So my uh, wife 
she has TikTok. She's always showing me funny videos, da, 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 da. And I told her, I was like, how does your For You page, so it's kind of like the IG page when you click the search joint and how it like auto-populates shit it thinks you'd like based off your like. I don't think I I had TikTok at one point. Yep. But I didn't even, you didn't even need an account. You could just watch oh, it. Oh, word. I was messing with it like So that. I made an account. Uh, I just, I mentioned a couple things I like. Yeah, I got it still. And I went on the For You page and I told her, I'm like, I'm not going to like anything. And she goes, don't don't like anything if you don't want it to the algorithm to like make it a certain way. But if you watch thing some videos longer than others, it'll start to populate what you like. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll test this thing out. So all I watched was uh, video editing stuff, fitness, food, and stock market shit. And literally, then my feed just became that. Like, all the dumb, like, oh, no, no, no. Like, all yeah. those stupid-ass videos were gone out of there. And it was just dope shit. So now, I, like, I don't even, I haven't even gone out. Instagram low-key works the same way. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's the same way. I don't know what it is, but lately, I just can't. <laughs> videos over, like, 20 seconds, my attention span's just shot. That's what Instagram has done to all of our attention Oh, spans. my gosh. That's why I went back to reading. Yeah. No, I need, I'm, I'm back in my reading bag. I just got a huge book from, uh an investor that I look up to highly, uh, that Gerald dude that I uh, made a video about the dude. What's the name of the book? Um, the money, f- money flow trading system. So it's his system of how he finds stocks and trades and invests. And, uh, yeah, he's a real estate, real estate, uh, not broker, but a real estate, uh, agent. Ag- no, not agent, real estate, uh, kind of connoisseur, I guess you could say he rents, he sells, he wholesales, he's all up in his bag, but I just bought his book and uh, I was waiting on it for like two and a half weeks. And then uh, it finally came in the mail and I saw his name and I'm fucking hype. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just being curious. Uh, yeah, just anything that you want to stick your mind to. Like we have all this technology in the world. Like I'm saying TikTok with my phone. I'm finding faster ways to do simpler things. I'm finding different workouts that I just I had a chest workout the other day and I saw a little TikTok version of like different chest workouts and shit. All right, I'm implement that. You know uh, there I mean? you like, go. Yeah, just being curious, man. It'll take you a lot farther than you kind of just procrastinating and shit. One of the things that I took away from uh, the Mamba Mentality book was how Kobe said he would always ask questions. Like he would meet somebody like Magic Johnson and ask him mad questions. And he wouldn't care about what he looked like asking so many questions because he knew what those answers would give him. Yep. I think you actually sent me some type of clip or something of that because i've read that Bro, i was taking pictures book. of so many different like quotes yeah in that book. like yeah. he so many things sound basic or self-explanatory until someone says it in the right context and then it has you looking at it in the right light yeah for but, sure yeah man just like you said like the curiosity how do i become the best basketball player in the world now you're asking Magic Johnson these questions. You're asking right. Kareem. You're talking like all the people that you brush shoulders with on the way up. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you ascend even further. So that definitely makes sense. But um, switching gears a little bit. On Pokemon our, Snap. Oh, I remember, remember that. Remember Pokemon Snap? Were you the photographer? From the Nintendo 64. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you, yeah. All you did was take pictures of them. Yeah, but they would do like, they'd be in like wild ass situations as you're like <laughs> taking the photo. So like. I love Pokemon Snap growing up. Uh, there are certain, like, ways that you would get different Pokemon to come out. So you'd have to, like, take a photo of, like, a fucking in a cave at a rock. And then all of a sudden the Pokemon would come out. But if you didn't take the photo, they wouldn't type shit. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Pokemon's coming out with a new version of that on the Switch on April 30th. I know. Yeah, shout out the Switch. The Switch is fire. And I don't have one because I know that I wouldn't utilize it as much as I should. 
Yeah. Well, I would love to just like play some type of Pokemon based games for like a week and then kind of just give it back. <laughs> yeah, my son has a Switch, so uh, I get to get my shit off occasionally. Oh yeah, for sure. That would be dope. Pokemon Snap would be a lit game on Switch. JB, do they it. have um? What was the mobile game that went crazy? Pokemon Go. Is that available on any other platform, or is that just like a phone? Game? I think it's just like an augmented reality phone type deal. That'd be fire on the Switch. That'd be crazy. The map, the map would be dope. Yeah. But uh, I used to fuck with Pokemon Stadium too. You remember you being like a Coliseum and yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Pokemon, they're never gonna go away. Nah, never. But uh, yeah, I thought that was dope. I mean, all the super nostalgic old heads are gonna get Pokemon Snap, and then all the new uh, younger kids, they're gonna be. I, this is this game's gonna be hot on April thirtieth. I have a feeling it's gonna be romping. I keep debating getting an old system mm -hmm. to see like if my kids get into it anymore. Mm -hmm. My brother, uh, for a Christmas present, I was we were going over talking about old systems. Uh, he's got like four Segas, so he threw them one my way. He's got like three Super Nintendos. He threw one my way, and I was playing them, and it's kind of a pain in the ass with TVs now because uh, they don't have coaxes in the back. So I had to buy, like, adapters and whatnot. Anyways, I was telling him I wanted to play Pokemon from the Game Boy. But a lot of the old Game Boy games, like, the games are just kind of shot because they're due to time. They just, like, reset. Yeah, the cartridges, yeah, they, they re deteriorate. They, re they reset, and, like, so I've, like, put time in and have games just go away. Anyways, uh, he found me a thing called a Retroid Pocket, and it can't, it comes straight out of China, and it's an emulator, so it just it racks up ROMs. So this game, this it looks like a Game Boy it comes with, like, over, like, 600 games in it, and it's all from, like, Nintendo all the way up to PlayStation. So I have, like, Tekken from PlayStation. I wow. have I have uh, uh, Mario 64 from N64, and then yeah. I also have, like, my Game Boy games. And uh, so we were getting busy on that over the weekend. <laughs> they have, like, a pre-made shop and shit. It's pretty cool. That's fire. Yeah, you should definitely look into that Retroid Pocket. Yeah, I was looking into the Nintendo 64, just, like, the regular system. Uh. But the problem you brought up, I literally didn't want to deal with it. Yep. Some systems have adapters for digital AV, but most of them don't. You're stuck with coax or the yep. red, white, yellow joint. I'm using an old ass TV, like way outdated, trying to trying to play it, and it was just kind of a pain. Yeah, I'm not trying to do all that. Nah. But uh, Ubi, uh I don't know how to pronounce it. I've always said Ubisoft. Ubisoft. That's what I was gonna say too. So Ubisoft is making an open world Star Wars game. Now, open world games are fire. So to have Star Wars be in the mix, uh, Ubisoft made the division. Did you ever hear about that that game at all? Yeah, yeah. So yep. it was kind of like the the world like ended type thing, and uh, I ended up getting into that heavy. They used to have this place called the Dark Zone. So like everywhere was like safe for you to. It was like an online multiplayer. Now everywhere besides the Dark Zone, like you couldn't get busy or you couldn't kill anyone. Like just wouldn't let you. Once you go into the, the dark zone, it's like all hell breaks loose. Huh. Like people are like up on like skyscrapers sniping you out. Like it was a fire game, but uh, it kind of disappointed from the story mode type thing. So for them to have Star Wars under their bag, I think they can get really busy. Yeah, you have enough fucking story oh my, material. Oh my god, your story material has got to be crazy. Um, there, yeah, they should make it like if you go through all of the like all the movie plots, right? You should get some dope shit. Oh, for sure. Then that better be dope. Don't drop the ball. But they make um, Assassin's Creed, so oh, I could okay. see this yep. being... They could definitely do it the right way. Yeah, they could get... Could you imagine some shit where, like, you can hop in a pod racer and go across some shit, and then you can hop in, like, a ship and go to a so different planet? Go to a different planet real <laughs> That'd quick. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I think the possibilities are endless for that one. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I know there's a Harry Potter game out there. Yeah, that that's looks fire. Doing some we talked about that a little bit. Shit. Yeah, but, I think um, that one's open world too. Yeah, 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 that's what made me think about it. Yeah. But um, did you hear about the PS5s that were coming out that were supposed to be the black PlayStation 2 theme? Nah. So I was actually watching this because before I got mine, I was to a point where I was like, well, let me just hold out and maybe I'll get a black one. Yeah, the black one looks fire. Fuck out of here. So I guess <laughs> the so the company Super, they make like special edition controllers and consoles. It's Super SUP3R5, like Supers. Yeah. But they um, their company and the people that work for it started getting death threats from consumers over the... The difficulty of obtaining one because they were pre-ordering. So if you order one, one of them goes to you type situation. Right. But the PS5 is hard to get in general. So first you got people who are tight going, why can't I just get a regular PS5? But they can get enough to do like a custom stock. Right. And then you had people who were trying to get the custom stock and were tight at how hard those were to get. So eventually people started wilding out and they started making death threats and threatening people's safety. That's so now thanks to all you nutcases, the system's not coming out anymore. Like really like death threats over a game system. Because <clears throat> like it's it's not that serious. Nah. Like I promise you, 2K pisses you off on the PlayStation 5 just as <laughs> much as it did on the PlayStation 4. Right. Like Ronnie 2K did not do a better job on the, the newer console. Madden is still just as glitchy and jumpy as it is on the PS4. Like, right. you don't need to threaten anybody. You're not missing no. anything. And that that PS2 version shit was tough. Like, why would you guys do that? It looked fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Society, man. That's crazy. Like, we're just instantly jumping to death threats. Like, wild. Yeah. Like I feel like some people don't take into account like words that come out of their mouths like how it's the internet there's yeah. no repercussions for what you say like in yeah. real life you could say something and somebody could pop you on the lip and right. you know i shouldn't say that anymore right on the internet you can just do whatever you want and right. it's straight so now there's no more ps2 themed playstation 5 it's a damn shame that should look like heat yeah it did. but uh bmw I, I thought this was tough and i knew we were gonna, gonna come to this eventually um, they're coming out with a digital key that will let iPhones unlock uh, their newest BMW iX from a pocket or a bag. So apparently, it uses that ultra wideband chip that uh, they debuted in the iPhone 11. Mm. So that'll be tough. So you just like walk to the whip and it just unlocks. I could see that like proximity through Bluetooth yeah. type shit. Yeah, I have my my Volkswagen is linked up through my phone, so I can lock and unlock and do that kind of shit. Uh-huh. But it's not. But like I can't just walk up to it and right. it opens. Right. I have to like open my phone, open the app. You know what I thought was dope is uh, we got a newer, a new Jeep uh, Renegade, and if your keys are within like a close proximity, it'll just and you touch the uh, door handle, it'll unlock for you. So that's like kind of almost there, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have I have like a little. There's a little notch in my door handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. That's exactly. What, yeah, you press yeah. that and then it unlocks. But. Yep. Uh, I love where finally I think I'm seeing a lot of headlines through 2021 and with um, the new president uh, Biden coming into play. I think um, electronic vehicles and tech is going to go crazy these next 10 years, man. Maybe in 10 years we will have a flying car. Yeah, I'll give you that much, man. I definitely know the last administration wasn't really open towards like 
innovative yeah. industry or newer industries. Yep. <clears throat> so this will be cool just to see what kind of innovations can occur just because you have a country that's open to them. And right. We got to utilize what we have around us. And like I was saying, use things as a tool. You don't just have it to have it. Let's fucking innovate so on some Elon Musk type shit. You know yeah, that's I mean? a good point. Like how much, <laughs> how much of the technology around you is used to actually embedder or right. empower you, make things more fortunate. I gotta use my shit a little bit more. Yeah, there's certain ways you can use things that you don't use. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that whole TikTok thing kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, damn. You know what I mean? Maybe I, maybe I should trim down my IG on the stupid shit I follow. I don't know. But I love all the stupid shit at the same time. <laughs> you know just I mean? don't like any of it. Right. Literally. But speaking of, we've been talking a lot about the market, and yep. we've been talking about Bitcoin specifically. Uh, a German programmer named Stefan Thomas is at risk of losing $220 million worth of Bitcoin. Wow. That's crazy to me. So before I tell you about Stefan, something that blew my mind, of the existing 18.5 million Bitcoin. Yep. 20% of that mm-hmm. is lost or in a stranded wallet. That's wild to me. And so roughly $140 billion is just lost because people forgot passwords or lost access to wallets and accounts. And the thing with Bitcoin is that you can't make any more. That's, no. that's why it's so volatile and jumps up and down. See, how, hold on, re, run that back again. So there's 18 and a half million Bitcoin. That's how many there are. So there's 18 and a half million of them. Yep. 20% of that is lost. That's so like you, so Stefan, for example, he's a German programmer. He works in San Francisco. He has a, um, it's like a hard drive. He has a hard drive that has 7,002 Bitcoin in it. That's worth $220 million as of, like, right now, January 2021. Yeah. He lost the password to that hard drive, so he lost the access to that Bitcoin. And like you said, you can't replace it. There's no, no. way to go to be like, hey, can I get my Bitcoin back? And, like, yeah. most hard drives, like this one, the, <laughs> the iron key that he used to save it, it only has so many attempts to get into it. Yeah, my brother, he's into IT and computer security. I'm not going to name what Fortune 500 company he works for, but when he tells me about, like, when he types in his passwords and I just see, like, the stars, like, on his computer, his shit's, like, 30 characters long. So I'm guessing this dude has some crazy, like, intricate type of password, and it's just, like, long gone. Like, Have you ever tried to let Apple make a password for you? So I saw, And then you see the shit they're trying to give you, and they're like, yeah, fuck out of here. I saw that with the update, and it was like, this is a strong password. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yo. Facts. Like, the point is, like, you would never have to type those in, but the time right. that I do, right. I'm so, going to be tight as fuck. So, yeah, he's got two more tries to unlock this locker with 7,000 Bitcoin. So, granted, this locker had to have been from, like, fucking eight years ago you know what i mean it had to have been for him to have seven thousand bitcoin in it he must have had this thing a while ago so i feel for this like i would 220 mil you have 200 million dollars sitting in a on a desk and you have zero access to it how tight are you that's wild that's nuts i couldn't even fathom that like my body my mind couldn't process that 
No, like that's <laughs> like you remember, like the have you ever seen the Social Network, the yeah. story about the dude who invented Victoria's Secret jumping off the bridge? Yep. <clears throat> I'm jumping off of a bridge if I have 200 mil in a hard drive and I lost the password. Awful. End it all. It's not worth it anymore. Awful. Shit is crazy. Oh, my man. Bro, what do you have on TV, though? What are so, you watching? Uh, I finished up Rami. I texted you like kind of late last night about <laughs> Rami's mom. I finished up season two. That was great, man. I love the way. I haven't they, finished it. I have to finish I it. I love the way they did it. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about it once you finish it. Um, I found my new leisure. Um, Pray for him. Pray for him, bro. <laughs> After you finish season two, you're going to know why they say that. Shout out Rami Youssef. <laughs> He's the man, though. He's comedy. But uh, I found my new leisure show. It uh, is it is Superstore, as we talked about a, a few episodes back. Superstore is comedy. Yo, you recommended it. So it's like a modern-day office. Like, literally, one of the assistant managers is just like Dwight. The female, the girl, yeah, yeah. who's kind of like over the top. It's yeah. just like Dwight from the. It's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I never got into the office. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I Dwight, get that. Yeah, no, he's no. kind of like Dina. The, you're talking about yep. the yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of over the top, and uh, that's how she is. That's a great show. Oh, the newest season, they all have masks on, so it must have been a COVID. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen it. I've, yeah. I think I've seen it up to the end. Yeah, I think a new season's. Like, There's a farewell season coming out, yep. but I've, I'm current. And then, oh, um, you got to watch the COVID episode. Oh, we're I, I, I will. We're getting there. We're like. We're usually like, we'll throw it on if we're like eating breakfast or like just yep. chilling. At the, it's because it's cool. It's one of those shows you can just kind of put on while you're chilling In on your background. phone. And, yeah. And then uh, everyone loves like a, a murder mystery <laughs> type deal. So uh, women love murder mysteries. Yeah. We watch the. We tolerate them to spend time with our women. True. So <laughs> what I've came to figure out okay. from this dating game killer episode of 2020, it was. It sounds fucked up. It was really easy to murder women in the 70s and 80s. The way technology is now, there's no way you're getting away with being a serial killer. I think you're right. Like the Bill way- Cosby's fucking evidence of that. Like, he wasn't killed. Like, I don't know. He man. was doing wild shit, though. He was doing unthinkable people shit knew. to women. Um, but I'm not going to really get into that dating game killers thing, but, uh, just about a, a sociopath who essentially, uh, kind of a golden boy upbringing, had a mom and dad, loved him. He went to the military for whatever reason, uh, came out broken. They, they, Yo, what is it with military? I can't, uh, comment, but I'm sure some of the training they go through is literally like mind breaking. So one of the things that I notice is how often, um, people go missing yeah. And you just have no idea what happened? Yep. I don't know. I have the utmost respect for the military and anyone who's ever served or chooses to serve or will choose to serve. Some of the shit that goes on, like yeah, how many homeless veterans we have, how many female um, service members who have, like, sexual cases who have been, like, just ignored and, yeah. like, brushed, like... It's, yeah, it's... Just another example of America not taking care of its people who will literally die for it. Yeah, exactly. The rehabilitation programs, um, I don't know too much about, but, I mean, it's just sad to see your... I have a veteran who he's always bumming change and smokes off someone down the street before you get on the highway, right down the house, right down the road from my house. So, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. We got to do something about these rehabilitation programs or what they're kind of... Me and you. We got to do something about it. The KBNM's pod. But, uh, yeah, so anyways... (laughs) We'll be just as hopeless (laughs) as they are now. For real. 
Anyways, the dude was kind of broken from the military, and uh, he got discharged because he got caught kind of doing some sketchy shit. And I'll I'll just keep it at that. But uh, in the how'd age, you get his story? Um, so it was when I was watching Rami. Um, when Rami ended, you know how like when stuff ends, it's kind of just like at the home screen. Yeah, that was there, and I was like, oh, the dating. Okay, and the dating game apparently was a show on ABC. So in the middle of his like killing spree, like obviously no one knew he was on a killing spree. He went on this dating game that was on ABC, and he ended up winning it and, like, getting picked by the girl and, like, wild, sociopathic, like, shit. Like, crazy shit. It was, it was a good uh, little, like, hour-and-a-half type documentary. Kind of just something different. We That's fire. We didn't want to watch a movie, but didn't want to watch, like, a show. The struggle to find some shit to watch during yeah, COVID. For real. Because you've already watched everything that you like that, multiple times. Yep, that is the issue at hand. <laughs> it's a dumb... Yo, I've been glued to this fucking Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. Have you seen it? So I, we just went on HBO Max yesterday to look up documentaries, and I like I did a double take. So I said, "That's available." And, it just uh, came out last week. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to tap in, but no, I haven't watched it yet, bro. Like I'm I'm a casual golf fan. Like uh-huh. literally, I only watch golf because of Tiger Woods. Facts. I play it now because. Basketball coaches and basketball players, like everybody golf. So, like, that's what you do in the offseason. Right. But, like, fam, like, he's, I didn't know he was golfing at 10 months. 10 months? Like, his father said he took him out of the high chair. He went and picked up a club by himself and hit a ball. That's wild. And then there's footage of him on television as a two-year-old hitting golf balls on TV. That's incredible. Yeah, I never knew that either. And then from there, like, the product, like, it's, I don't want to say it, but it's almost like the stereotypical prodigal story of an American. Like, my parents identify the skill that I have early. Like, his mom used to say, like, normal mothers take their kids to the park. Not me. I used to take Tiger to the golf course. She would bring a bottle and a stroller, and he would hit balls. And then when he gets tired, she'd (laughs) give him the bottle and walk around the golf course in the stroller. And then when he wakes up, rinse and repeat. (laughs) Do the same shit over again. That's crazy. I got to watch that. It's called Tiger. It's on HBO Max. Tiger Woods has nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Which is And it's very dope. bro, I I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But like you if you pay attention to Tiger Woods, you know what happens. Yep. But a lot of that is kind of like assuming it's true because when this shit comes out, you never know how much of it is true, but true. like <clears throat> assuming it's all true, a lot of it makes sense. It all kind of adds up. Like, down to his wife being blonde and, like, a lot of, like, weird shit. And they didn't, they haven't even gotten into, like, the scandal. Oh, man. And the first like, episode does not touch the scandal. Dope. And it still had me glued for an hour and a half. By bro. the time we watch, or by the time we do this next pod, I'm going to be It'll in. be out, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be in there. Yeah, I told my boy, I told Argy, don't watch, watch it. Wait until it comes out. Because <clears throat> I've watched part one three times now, waiting for this no shit, shit to come out. Yeah, bro, like it's, it has you glued. I'm just, Tiger's one of those figures for me, just as an athlete. And it's funny, they, like I was going to say, as a black athlete, and they even go over that, like uh-huh. how at first he was like, yeah, I want to stand up for black people. And then once he kind of saw like how exhausting the shit is and how much of a weight the shit is, he was like, I'm some other shit, too. Like, I'm not just a black dude. But, like, it's interesting how some of his decisions made sense. 
I, like for me, the main draw to it is to see how good he was. I love rewatching Absolutely. that stretch. Yeah, where like you are not fucking with Tiger Woods. If he was in your tournament, the best you could do is second. And now to see him have a son and his son love the game and like, uh, bro, when they swing and it's identical, yeah, you fire. have you smile. You yeah, have to you smile. have to man for all that dude went through. Bro, it's crazy. You got oh man, we got to talk about it next. Yeah, week. we're gonna talk about it next week. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, that's definitely what I've been locked into, like, heavy. I'm with it. Heavy, heavy. But, um, the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. The Brooklyn fucking Nets. So we've been talking about James Harden <clears throat> for a couple episodes. Yeah. Just because unha- he was unhappy in Houston, Houston was starting to get unhappy with him. He was pissing off players left and right that were on his team. <clears throat> and he's been playing around looking like Santa Claus for the last three weeks. For real. So James Harden's been unhappy with the Houston Rockets. You can safely say since the end of the bubble. Yeah. Because he wasn't really voicing his displeasure. He was just kind of playing through it. So he's been making... You know, making it known that he wants to be traded. He wants to be out of there. He showed up to camp out of weight, overweight, excuse me, out of shape, being kind of disrespectful. And then he came out. They got blown out by the Lakers a couple nights ago. And then he came out in the post game and said, the team's not good enough. Straight up, just said it. It's like, damn. So when you start there, I don't want to hear that from James Harden. No. After, like, so it's difficult to just change a team. The Rockets have changed at least three times for James Harden. Yep. So for you to turn around at this point and say that the team isn't any good. Eight games in. You have to take some responsibility and say that it's your fault. Yeah. And uh, in their preseason, he didn't show up at all. He didn't show up at all. So it's like, dude, like, we're only going to kind of accommodate you so much to a point where he, he drove himself out of there. We all knew what he was doing. Basketball players don't usually hold out. Like no. You'll see it in football where yeah. it's like, I'm unhappy, so I'm not going to come for the preseason. If they have enough money and if they have the balls, they might not show up week one or week two. But, like, right. James Harden got lucky because with COVID, you had to quarantine. So his sitting out was him just showing up at the last minute, if yep. not late, and yeah. then not being able to play for a couple of weeks. And the Rockets were decent without him. They were, yeah. Um, Boogie Cousins was, apparently he said, like, it's on site. <laughs> when, when he was talking about, uh, when people were talking about Harden. Because he's just tight. Like, he says, I don't need James. I came here for John. I came here for, to play with John Wall. You yeah, know what I mean? So, uh, Kentucky guys will hold it down. They're usually oh, pretty yeah. solid. So, yeah, that trade. James Harden's making Arizona State look fucking nuts. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, that team's super top-heavy, but they got rid of a lot of nice pieces, man. Yeah, so that's the conversation. Brooklyn now has Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. They got rid of Karis LeVert. They got rid of Jared Allen. They got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, Torian Prince. Torian Prince is gone, too. But it's just it was a monster. It was a four-team trade. So the Nets get James Harden, and then they get the Cavaliers – 2024 second pick the Rockets get Victor Oladipo from the Pacers 
Dante Exum from the Cavs, and then Rodian's Kuroks from the Nets. The Rockets get Brooklyn's first-round picks for 2022, 2024, and 2026 unprotected. So no matter where Brooklyn is, those picks are gone. Plus, they swap 2021, 2023, 2025, and 27 for Milwaukee's 2022 first pick from Cleveland. And then the Pacers just get Karis LeVert. <laughs> And the Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. So the Cavs gave up a first and a second. They got Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Not bad. Considering um, they were already playing pretty good, yeah, this might. I'm absolutely. interested to see if this does anything for Cleveland. What I thought was savvy, whoever's on was was under Daryl Morey and is now the Rockets GM. So yeah, you can't you can't trade consecutive years worth of picks, as you can see. So that's why the 2022, 24, and 26 were traded. But then in those years that don't apply, so. 21, 23, 25, and 27, you pick swap? That's savvy as fuck. You know what I mean? So uh, if the Nets are, are playing bummy in any of those off years, you're getting their pick anyways. You know what I mean? That I thought that was really savvy. I haven't seen a trade like that yet. But uh, and then, Yeah, because that's you know virtual. I mean? A, pick, a pick swap is virtually essentially a you're trade getting their anyway. pick. If, if, yours is, if yours is better, then you keep yours. But if they're worse, then you can get it. Wow, yeah. so they have Brooklyn's. <laughs> so really, it's from 2021 20, to 27. 27, wow. <laughs> and Milwaukee's 22. And Milwaukee's 22. They're straight, man. And they got fucking Oladipo. Or, yeah, and they got Oladipo. Yeah, so John Wall can take his time in rehab. Yeah. Boogie can kind of establish, and then they'll be picking up young guys every year. And Christian, Christian Wood, have you seen him play at all? He's the mm-hmm. Rockets four. He is a stud. They got some. You know, Harden's bugging out, man. I don't even know what the Nets are even about to do, man. Harden's not going to be around. Uh, what is it out in Houston? Tootsies or some shit? He's not going to be around there. So that strip club's probably going to fucking go out of business. Yeah, strip clubs aren't as cool in New York as they are in <laughs> Texas and Florida and Georgia. Right. Like, we don't... Nah, nah. It's not that big up here. Damn. Yeah, crazy, man. Crazy industry, but... uh, It just makes you wonder, like, what do you think... Like, what, what do you want, James Harden? Like, what are you looking for? I'm thinking the same thing. I really wish I could tell you. And are we judging James Harden as harshly as we were judging Kevin Durant? Or no, because he didn't lose to them first. Mm, I get what you're getting at. Because James uh-huh. Harden's full on acting like a hoe right now. In this. Oh, yeah. He's been, yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to have to see how these guys. I want to go to Portland. Right. CJ McCollum's like, nah, fam, you play my position. <laughs> and you hog the fucking rock. Apparently, um, the Sixers... Uh, they want or the Rockets wanted Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and then a bunch of uh, first. And the snag in that <coughs> was Maxey. They were like, no. And I, that really surprised me that they were surprised able, everybody. Yeah, that that was the kicker that like made them say no. And from what I can gather, it sounded like Brooklyn really only pulled the trigger so that Philadelphia couldn't. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of what it seemed like. But I'm just. The rumor has always been floating around probably the last three months. He might have fit better in Philadelphia. Now yeah, for the piece, for it. the pieces that are around, would have been around him. Yeah. Um, but I don't uh, know if they have as much equity, but yeah, I, I just don't know. Like Jeff Green is their start. I think he's their starting five now. 
for the Nets. Like, it's super small ball. Uh, the depth isn't really. No, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, DeAndre Jordan. Okay, I think he's Jack the only Reed's player they have four. that's over 6'10". That's wild. Kevin Durant is the only player at 6'10". Everybody else is shorter. Yeah, uh, I, got, I guess I got to see how these guys play. I, I heard Kyrie doesn't like Steve Nash's play calls. I, I, I don't know, man. Kyrie is on some weird shit himself, yeah. too, again. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. That he's Everybody at ESPN is saying that Kyrie acting in the way that he's been acting is what ma- what pushed them to make the trade. Right. I could see that, but I don't think they're that reaction. No. Because um, they seem to be giving Kyrie his space. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the Nets, from what it looks like on the surface, seem to be very hands-off, and when he comes back mentally ready because i guess it first started with a mentally uh, a mental day he took like a mental day off and then after that i've heard rumors all over the place that it was first he was protesting due to the capital riots um and then apparently he's being investigated over um party at being at a family party that someone saw through zoom like a video came out of him yeah. dancing with his sister so like, like my thing is the men, whatever the reason is that you took the time off, that's your business. Yeah, like you, I feel the same. Yes, everybody's mental capacity is different. Everybody's mental and emotional stresses are different. So whenever you feel like you need a break, that's on you. Yeah. And then being at a family party, that's just kind of your judgment. If yeah. if your league has rules for you to not be at gatherings larger than a certain amount, that's up to you. Yeah. Like we don't know how many people are at the party. I didn't see the video, but like I just I don't know. He just see he has a way of like making a place seem like that's the place for him and then finding a reason that no one could have guessed to pitch why he's not everywhere, happy or why it's not ideal goes. anymore. Everywhere. It's crazy. I don't understand it. I don't I don't know. We were listening to the podcast between him and uh, KD, and, like, I don't know. It just sounded like everything was straight. I I mean, I guess I just hope mentally he's okay for whatever he's going through. I did question Steve Nash's kind of coaching acumen. Yeah, I could see why. But, I mean, he was a really high IQ player, so it's not like – there's some guys that you do not want coaching your team. Right. But it was weird. Like, Magic Johnson was not a good coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Some ball players just aren't. It just doesn't always translate based yeah, on no, how you played or how smart you were. And how you can present yourself to the team. You know what I mean? That come, How you come off as well. I mean, I'm sure Steve Nash just has the best IQ when it comes to being on the court, but maybe he can't project that to his guys. I mean, who knows, man? It's, uh, it's a soap opera over there in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> Clearly, as meanwhile, the Knicks are going on a three-game winning streak, and everybody's fucking ecstatic. Let's go, eight seed. <laughs> Julius Randle balling out, man. RJ Julius Randle is balling out. Yeah. So the power rankings, Lakers one, Clippers two, Bucks three, Sixers four, Suns, Celtics, Pacers, Heat, Jazz, Mavericks, and then the Nets are at 11. I don't know. Because the Nets have either been missing Kyrie or missing KD. Yeah, I think they played together like twice. And now they just gutted their core for Harden. (laughs) So I don't know how deep they are anymore. No, I don't either. So I don't know that... Like, we don't know when Kyrie can come back. Right now, KD's by himself, which he went off the other night. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't... 
I don't know. So you just got to watch and see how it's going to play out. Phoenix is everybody's darling, 7-3 and yep. three right now. Philadelphia, Doc Rivers has them playing ball. Doc Rivers, they needed a coach. Um, sorry, good one. sorry, Brett Brown, but, yeah, they needed a coach. You see Danny Green, he took 21 three-pointers the other night. Like, if he has a designated sniper for his offense, that's how Doc can get shit going. That's, yep, Danny Green playing the J.J. Reddick yep, from the, the Clippers. Yeah. Ray Allen roll type shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, he went Take like, the pressure off, like, make it so that Ben Simmons doesn't have to shoot. Right. Yep, exactly. Surround him with people who can. I'm with it. Uh, Chris Stapps is finally back for yeah, Dallas. I saw that, yeah. So I'm waiting to see they shoot up. I got to see. Miami Heat and the Pacers. Off. I got Ben Simmons on the fantasy squad from a scoring output. He hasn't been doing much, but I think he's been hurt. He's got... Eight, six, and nine right now in the third. So he's yeah, doing, Ben Simmons has been. He's doing all right. I like Ben Simmons yeah, a lot. Whether like or not he can shoot, I don't think a point guard has to. Like Rondo couldn't shoot for a long time. No. Didn't make him any less of a point guard. True. Ben Simmons is bigger, faster, more athletic. Yeah. I'd like to see him and Rondo. Like, he should work with Rondo for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that'd be dope. His influence on Ben Simmons would make it so that, like, he didn't have to shoot. True. Especially now that he's playing defense, defense. Yeah, he's he's putting it together. I know the jumper's kind of lagging, but uh, that's what Danny Green's for. You know what I mean? You surround him with some shooters, he'll be straight. So I'll be watching now that like football's like winding down. I'm watching a little more NBA. Yeah, for sure. League pass is kicking up, so it's dope. Dope. Speaking of NFL, though, my son Urban Meyer. Finally leaving the college ranks. He's gonna go to the pros. Stepping up to the pros. I'm always wondering why won't you? Because in the NFL, you don't have to go recruit your next team every year. Yep. So there's a little bit of an ease, but at the same time, it's got to have its trade-offs too. Yeah, I just feel like when it comes to coaching um, grown men where this is their job. It has to make sense. Compared to like kids who, I don't know. I don't want to say the love of the game's different, but uh, I'm guessing that mentality. I think you can. I think it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, love of the game's different. The mentality's a little different. I know, personally, I know some college coaches where um, college is their bag. They've never given the NFL a shot, but they just know from a heart, I guess, a, I don't want to say a heart standpoint, but yeah, like it's just different. When it's, I think Dino could coach in the pros. You think so? Yeah. I, I, if he gets somebody to to coach his defense for him, like most yeah. of these guys, and you do have anyway. top, and you have the top athletes of the NFL to for him to run his offense, that'd be mm-hmm. fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, because in the NFL you have like disposable skill guys. Yeah, like literally the and and everyone sleeps on like your guy, guys. Your fourth string wide receiver is really good. <laughs> like compared to you know what I mean. Like yeah, whoever's in the NFL, you're a stud. Like everyone's a stud in their own right. It's a little yeah oh, yeah. You know I what I mean. Agree. There's very little bums in the NFL. That's why you get your undrafted stud, your Austin Ecklers out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Because all these guys are fucking ballers. It's just some end up going that next step, and a majority of them don't. You know what I mean? I think uh, it's like 0.7% of athletes out of D1 colleges even get to the NFL. Crazy. Sheesh. Sheesh. But, uh, yeah, so Urban Meyer going to the Jags. So are they going to take Trevor? Urban and Trevor going to be a thing? ESPN's going to drum up the Justin Fields narrative uh, just because they've been pushing. Like, you would think ESPN has a personal stake in Justin Fields' success. 
It's so fun. It's so funny seeing like what things they back. He's good, but like he's I don't know if he's done anything to make you say he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they were cooking up the narrative after he beat Clemson. I wonder what Mal Kiper thinks. I guarantee Mel Kiper's gonna have some. Todd, you've got him entirely too high. (laughs) But um yeah, I'm interested to kind of see what Urban can do because the Jags, they kind of have they have some players here and there. Did Nick Saban ever outright say why he left Miami? No, I heard uh, that was a another one of those things where when it comes to him coaching and being able to relate to the players and this being grown-ass men, it just didn't translate. Yeah, you can't, way. like, order them around. <laughs> yeah. Like Alabama heard, is, like, strict he, yeah. to the T. I heard he was on his military shit in Miami and people didn't like that. So it makes me wonder, like, how is – I don't know, because Harbaugh did it, and yeah. it was fairly successful. Yeah, and he, yeah I agree. But so. he also went back to college, so you don't know. <laughs> True. I think this can either be really, really good, or it can be fucking awful, because they have the first-round pick. They have a relatively young team. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer can go either way. I think it's worth a gamble. For the Jack. You know what I mean? What's the worst that happens? They just suck, and they suck already. So Yeah, 1 in 15. <laughs> very little room to go down. Worth the gamble. I like it. And he gets yeah, to man. chill out in Jacksonville. It's not a bad uh, not a bad gig for Urban, man. Doug Marone was there for four years. Shout, out, shout out Dougie. Cues. I guess his departure kind of left me a little salty, but um, stepping stone, I guess. Oh, his departure was, from Q's? Yeah. yeah, he was... This <laughs> is my dream job. Leaves two years later. Class. Out of here. Yep. Um, he was 25 and 44. They went to the playoffs once. And they went 1 and 15 last year. Damn. So Doug Marone essentially showed you Leonard Fournette, did shit with him, and then got fired. Shout out to you. Yep. Tough road out here. For real. Um... Does Jacksonville, they're not making the playoffs. What's the best Urban Meyer can do in year one? Best he can do year one is to just develop Trevor Lawrence and have him show some promise. Um, Maybe have a couple comeback victory. I'd say, honestly, winning six games might be like a, a good little start for them, I guess you could say. Um, As soon as Vegas opens that up. I want to see what they have. Yeah, what they have it at. It'll probably be like Jacksonville's win share as, yeah. Five and a half, a bullshit-ass number. I hate when they give it the, the yeah. halves. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what Vegas puts them at as well. Urban Meyer. Intermission. <laughs> but uh, did you watch the playoffs last week at all? That's exactly what that was supposed to be, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's straight. Um, yeah, so the first game was the Bills game. Yes. Bills game was dope, man. The Bills are fucking real. They were up early on the Colts, and uh, the way the Colts rally, you knew they were going to try to come back and uh, make this shit tight. They ended up winning 27-24, but uh, I love this Bills team, man. 25 years. It's hard to not root for them. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless you live near one of their fans. But, like, the story alone is, like, damn. Yeah. Let's go, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, it's tough to, to root against them, man. Circle the wagons. Isn't that what they say? It is, yep. God, that team is um, so my upset, corny. My upset pick, I had the Rams beating the Seahawks. I was hype about but then the next day I, I dropped a bunch of duds. I I picked uh, 
I picked the Ravens to lose to Tennessee. I was wrong on that. And then I picked uh, oh the the Browns getting up on the Steelers like that. Yo, the Browns beat the shit that out of Pittsburgh. That was wild. It was twenty eight nothing at the end of the first. Like that was it. Was the disrespect and like I guess Steelers players were talking shit before the game. So because they've been beating up on the Browns for a long time, but you yeah. gotta you have to respect when the team is different. Like yeah. you can't. Like, almost like the Buffalo syndrome. Like, people shit on Buffalo until they had, like, nine wins. Right, until, yeah, people shit on them just due to the history. And then you got Nick Chubb running down your throat, and then you, oh, let me give it to Kareem Hunt, and then Baker. That running back duo is it's the best in the league. And no one talks about yeah, it. I know. It, it is the best duo in the league. I've been telling everybody that. And then uh, Stefanski, the credit I'm going to give him is that he must have, when he came in, he must have watched tape on Baker from Oklahoma. Baker thrives in rollouts and bootlegs. And if you noticed, um, he's always in play action situations, rolling out, coming off bootlegs, and hitting throws on the run. Baker's not a guy that's going to sit in the pocket and just let the ball go. You got to get him moving around a bit. And then with that running game to kind of rely on, it takes so much pressure off him. Someone once told me that a, a three, uh, a drop where you have to just take your steps and read the defense is hard yep. because you have to watch the defense change right. into what they're going to do mm-hmm. versus in a play action, I'm faking the handoff first. Right. And by the time I look up, everybody's already set in True. terms of like where the defense is going to be. Right. There's very little movement after that point. The table is set. So yep. as long as you're protected, I could see how – it puts you in, like, a spot to be successful because you know roughly in the same amount of time that it would take you to traditionally read it all yep. and decipher through the coverages and the the spies and shit. Like, it's it's probably a little bit easier of a read. Yeah, I mean, just watching the way uh, the ball's coming out of his hands now against the Steelers. I, granted, Confidently. Yeah, granted the Steelers' defense is banged up, but... They were putting it on Pittsburgh. Like, they, that was a rival revenge. That was everything. 35-10 at half. <laughs> yeah, it was just brutal, man. Um, Lamar, he got through the Titans. He finally got the dub. So, my uh, me saying he didn't win a playoff game yet must have gave him enough confidence to kind of go in there <laughs> and steal Just you, it. not everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that run that he had was crazy. That was, that was dirty. I, I'm happy for him to go to the next step and kind of see uh, – See what they can do. I guess so. I mean, I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I love the. He's so. I like him because he's humble, um, confident, and he's always willing to kind of pass the buck. And then uh, he's he's not never going to take the credit. He's always kind of commenting about his teammates, and uh, he just seems like a really cool dude to be your quarterback for your team. Yeah, I think he's definitely mature enough to handle what's going on. Yeah. So they got to go to Buffalo. Yeah, they got to go to Buffalo. So I guess Lamar said, and I, it's cold as Lamar well. said, I've never played in snow my whole life. No, he's from the south. Yeah, he, play, he went to Louisville. Yeah, I saw him when he played against Syracuse, and we play in a dome, so oh, that doesn't yeah. count. Like, that's tough. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun game. Buffalo in January, bro. Buffalo in January, bro. It's you're gonna be feeling the elements. God damn, they got a good run game though. Uh, that'll be a good game. That, yeah, two teams that can run the ball. That game might be like a 17-14 to 14 game. I think that game might be a little low, low scoring. Where's Josh Allen from? Because throwing the uh, ball in the cold isn't isn't easy. He played in Wyoming, but I don't know where he's from. Not really sure. The ball's heavier. Yeah. 
when it's cold, like there's little give to it. You're catching yeah. a rock that's coming Literally. at you full speed. Right. Like um, you, yeah, that's different. You got the Rams at Green Bay. The Rams crawled out of that game. They're uh, defend. They're just tough. This is where like they get put down this week. Yeah, they get put down. Green Aaron Rodgers is taking that. Yep. Same with Cleveland. All, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> all, all that energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pat Mahomes and them. I want. Yeah. I want Tampa to get past New Orleans. I don't know what it is. I want Brady to keep on doing it. Man. It's really hard to beat a team three times in a row. So, did right? You're, so you're saying New Orleans beat them twice already? New Orleans right? swept Tampa yeah. in the regular. season. I remember season. the one game New Orleans beat them like thirty-seven to three or something. Destroyed. Like that. Yeah, that's because Tom Brady was playing like he played awful. He yeah. was playing really poorly in spots during the season. Yeah, I, they're finally kind of putting it all together, getting healthy. Yeah, he's, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. Uh, and Bruce, I think I have confidence in the relationship between him and Bruce Arians. Yeah, at this point in the season, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's seasoned to the point to where he knows what his coach needs and he knows how to deliver it and yeah. he knows how to get it out of his teammates. Just looking at him on the sideline when they're beating up on uh, Washington, he's been he's letting everybody know I've been here before. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. First round. Me. This is this is I'm Tom Brady. He's still here, guys. So, yep, I got Packers. I'll go Ravens, Chiefs, Bucks. Packers, Ravens, Chiefs, Bucks. Yeah, uh, I I got a root for the the squad, uh, the hometown Buffalo. <laughs> That's not the squad. You're an Eagles fan, fam. But hey, different divisions. Uh, Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa. So all the same picks except Buffalo. Yep. Yeah, I, I want to see Tampa. I don't know what it is about Brady. I hate him, but I also like playoff Brady. I don't know. I, I like him kind of carrying this squad and it not being New England. I think that's what it is. I like Bruce Arians. He's one of my favorite coaches. And then I like the idea of Tom Brady going to – like I like the I like the idea of football players doing what basketball players do. Yeah. Tom Brady went literally. Gronk came. Antonio Brown came. Uh, they went and got Leonard Fournette. Like they went and got a bunch of people and to said, build oh, around him. Yeah, let's do this. And it's they seem to be built for it. Yeah, I, I'm hype. I'm hype for Tampa, man. I really hope they can pull through against New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, as much as I wanted Drew Brees to get another ring, he might not. Nah, and nah, nah. I'm okay with it. They that. always fumble the bag when they're in playoffs for whatever reason. You remember that Stephon Diggs catch? Oh my god! <laughs> or the pass interference that did that no. didn't get called, right? Yeah, that was yeah. wasn't that the same game? Yeah, no, that was a year after. Damn. Every year, like something crazy. <laughs> the, in the Vikings playoffs. just killed them <laughs> twice. Yeah, wild. Yeah, that pass interference, the the pass to the flat, and yeah. the dude got hit before yeah. the ball got they there. They changed the rule the following year because of that. That, like, pass interference can get reviewed Yeah, now you can challenge them. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, so we'll see how that shapes out, man. It's going to be it's yeah. gonna be a crazy weekend again. I'm hyped. I've been I've been hyped. I like when you have NFL on Saturdays. Oh, my gosh. It's dope. It, it didn't disappoint. No. So, yeah, what have you been listening to, KB? Um, <laughs> Since our last conversation, I've been listening to Mad R&B. Really? I put you in your bag? Mad R&B. You did. But just, like, a lot of, just revisiting some of my favorite albums. Um, I was listening to Alicia Keys, uh, The Elements of Freedom. That's one of my favorite albums. Mm. 
um, the trilogy by The Weeknd that has House of Balloons and all those three mixtapes put together. Yep. And then uh, Daniel Caesar, who me and uh, Ryan were talking about, he, he has an EP. I don't know. Is it an album or an EP called Freudian? Like the like Sigmund Freud, the Freudian slip. Oh, okay. It's just called Freudian. Yep. And then uh, Sabrina Claudio, who says problematic things about black people, but her voice. Mm. Man, Sabrina Claudio, her voice. Voice of an angel. The voice of an angel. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but no, a lot of R&B. Uh, Jodeci, Stay With Me by Jodeci is still one of my favorite songs from when I was like seven. Absolutely. I love when some, some Jodeci's on. You can't, you can't knock Jodeci. Yeah, but a lot of yeah, a lot of just very like chill. It seems like chill, relaxed, laid vibes. back stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah, I haven't really been on my like super super rap bag. Um, I I got Russ's Shake the Snow Globe deluxe album. I've been bumping <laughs> that, and uh, it's not really it's not considered a rap album. There's a lot of like melodic. Kind he's of, super melodic. Yeah, melodic yeah, melodic yams. You know what I mean? Uh, he's got the first song on there is with Ty Dolla, so he's on the hook, kind of. Cleaning up. Um, that's a dope album. Shake the Snow Globe, the deluxe shit. Yo, shout out to Idala's side. I think his latest album was called Featured By. Because he's literally like a feature on just everything. His voice is so unique. And then the yeah. fact that he can sing adds another layer to it. So yeah. he's he's a hot commodity out here. And then after I was bumping John Bellion last week, I've just kind of stayed on that wave. So I, I went on to his uh, next album, Glory Sound Prep. And it's just like everything about this album is cleaned up from his last album it's different sounds but you can tell uh he's evolved at the same time so he's kind of rapping he's kind of doing john bellion things you know what i mean just experimenting with all sorts of different vibes so john bellion the fucking the wizard genius but yeah i haven't really been on my like spitter type rap that just hasn't really been my vibe this week no no not really so so uh my the joint I'm gonna play in a little while is mm-hmm. a Russ joint mixed in with my uh my dude little baby that I was just commending uh last week saying he was on a Wayne run. Of course Russ had to get a little baby feature. Yeah. So I found out through whatever I think it was Twitter, it might have been JBP. Um twenty one Savage, a feature for him is is two is uh six figures. So I don't think we're that far off from Lil Baby <laughs> wanting two fifty of Earth. I really don't think we're too far off. But, no, uh, I don't think we are. But, uh, yeah, he's that definitely song. getting whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, us. yeah, right now? Are you kidding me? But, yeah, just uh, kind of like you, just in a different uh, different vibes, different mentality. Uh, but it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? When I work out, I'll, I'll still throw on some shit that, that hits a little different. But for the, ty- for the type of mood I'm in, it's just a little different right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're just at a weird time, I guess you could say, with this whole COVID. Uh, new president. Also, I'm, like, trying to get the bag and, like, stay focused type vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Pay, like, I now understand. Like, after going through a full four, I'll say three and a half to four years of, like, tracking politics and keeping a pulse on what's going to happen. I see why most Americans are like, yo, fuck that shit. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. Because for the weight of it, like how important it is, right? politicians treat it like a game. They, re- they And we don't hold them accountable, so you facts. literally are just at the liberty of their bullshit. Right. 
and to like leave yourself susceptible to letting that like ruin your day and your mind state and not worth it. Nah, not at all. So just keep it. I'll see you when you're up for your ticket. Right. And I'm going to keep the same energy, but I'm not going to stress out over it. Facts. Thank you. Like that is everything that I have boiled like my thoughts down to from this year. Yeah. Like I'm proud of all the people in Georgia who like, I'm not saying that the change was the right change, but the fact that it was the first time that that state has ever flipped. Yeah. That tells you something for sure. Yeah, especially given our nation's history, but this is not a political podcast. No, not at all. Just sprinkle it in here and there. Yeah, man. Not enough to get you down. But um, I'll share a little bit. Um, one of my favorite songs from Sabrina Claudio called Wait off of the About Time album from 2017. Sabrina Claudio, this is Wait. Sabrina Claudia. That shit was fire, bro. 
Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Sabrina Claudio. Yeah, her voice, uh, you're right. Her voice is on point. And then as well as that whole transition uh, with the trumpets towards the uh, third quarter there, she was hot. It was, I, I love the jazz instrumentation in it. Yeah. And the fact that it's not, it's not 100% on beat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, that calm, that shit caught me by surprise. That was a fire track. Yeah, she's she's got some shit. I'll send you that whole album. Yeah, please do. Cause is was that track even? Did that even have a star near it? Like, is that even one of like the? I don't think no. Yeah, no, that's that crazy. one doesn't have a star. I can only imagine the uh, the ones that are. She makes a lot of like sensual shit. Like that song is about like, <clears throat> like right before you get in an intimate moment. And the girl usually like gives into it or whatever, but yep. she's like, "No, nah, we should wait." Right. A lot of her music is centered around like that moment and that feeling, like her, like even her, um, the the hook in the song, like half of the hook is just her like moaning. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like it's dope because it's on beat and shit. Right. But yeah, just that like music that your girl likes that you like. What are you listening to over there? Right, and she has one of those voices where, like, I, I've talked about it on previous pods where I can't really explain what, why I gravitate towards it, but it's just so like soothing. You know what I mean? Like, it, bro, you want you want soothing? Same album. Take it of me. Vibes. Talk all day then at night falling deep. That's, oh my God. Sabrina Claudio is fire. Some baby making music. Yeah, wait till you see her picture. But no, <laughs> definitely listen to Sabrina Claudio. Yeah, for real, bro. She, I mean, like, yeah, she probably has said some mildly racist shit, but her music. Right. Keep it, keep it on a music uh, perspective. Some of y'all are still listening to R. Kelly, so I don't want to hear it. Fat, literally, I know people that like were just like, nah, like, I know, like, what he do is fucked up. Bro. I've seen the dungeon in his fucking studio. Yeah. I can't, bro. But I believe I can fly. Still bangs, bro. Yeah. Nah. But uh, my wish by R. Kelly. Damn, it just sucks <laughs> that he that he came up with that. Sean's like, you know I mean? conflicted. I wish. I wish. I wish. It's tough. <laughs> he has some, Nah. He definitely has some joints. Oh uh, shit. But uh, yeah, the shit I got's a, a little baby feature. Russ, he must have coughed up the bag to uh, get this on here. But this hook is like. I don't know. It's it's on my super cocky like type shit. Like I was saying, I gotta throw this on a video. We're going for two for two on white rappers who went and got little baby who got bodied. <laughs> Let's see how we end up. Yep, that's how it goes. Strip <laughs> <laughs> club anthem. I'm already. <laughs> Rush isn't beating little baby. On this. I'm done. I don't gotta say what's up to you. I don't gotta say hey. No. Now I don't gotta act like I fuck with you. Bitch, I'm already paid. Hey, if you talk shit, then it's up with you. And that's where it's gonna stay. Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I fuck with you. Cause I'm already paid. Hey, <laughs> cause I got your bitch now in love with me. Now I'm in this bitch now. It's getting ugly. Cause I got your bitch now in love with me Now I'm in this bitch now, it's getting ugly Yeah, I'm getting 
money by the millions every month My bro just told me that he's good, he made a killing off the runs I'm in Atlanta, but I'm bringing home Brazilians from the club These women feel like I'm the one, I got Sicilian in my blood Plus, Big Tim and Herc's down on my side, got it up Eight figures while staying inside Bought another new car, love the way that it glides Killing y'all every year's on my mind I don't gotta say what's up to you I don't gotta say hey Now I don't gotta act like I fuck with you Bitch, I'm already paid It's way too late And if you talk shit, then it's up with you And that's where it's gonna stay Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I fuck with you Cause I'm already paid <laughs> Cause I got your bitch now in love with me And I'm in this bitch now, it's getting ugly Cause I got your bitch now in love with me And I'm in this bitch now, it's getting ugly Kind of stylish. I don't feel like driving, so I'm sliding with the driver. Stripper party last night, 36,000. Young, rich, and wretched, don't forget that we be wildin'. Cap rappers running off, sweating, not allowed. And back to back, I'm getting parked outside. She trying to get out of here, I'm feeling her vibe. Give a couple seconds, tell a friend I'm by. Diamonds in my teeth, you don't see them, I don't speak. I done went up 3M this week. Arguing with my girl, I think I caught up with a freak. That's about me, 150,000 in a Jeep. I be pushing pounds as I'm God, niggas weak. Bro, gon' hit his ass with that rod. Tweet. I done talked her into a menage, I'm a freak Fold me in that car, never started a lease I don't gotta say what's up to you I don't gotta say hey Now I don't gotta act like I fuck with you Bitch, I'm already paid And if you talk shit, then it's up with you And that's where it's gonna stay Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I fuck with you Cause I'm already paid <laughs> Cause I got your bitch now in love with me And I'm in this bitch now So yeah, a little, little strip club banger, you know what I mean? Nothing too serious, a little single. It's not off an album or nothing like that. But uh, yeah, Russ is, I know a lot of people hate on Russ, but that's my guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck with that Shake the Snow Globe album. <laughs> Russ is one of those people that's like, <clears throat> this is my man's. Yeah, he's an asshole, but he's cool though. Like just, just Yo, chill with him for a little that's bit. That's so accurate. He's so busy letting everybody know that no, he, I'm really dope. No, li, no, I'm right. really dope. That like, right? You get turned off, right? It's like you don't got to do all that, bro. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. listen to it until what was the first Russ song I listened to? Um, he's got a couple. Tsunami's dope. I think the flute song was the first oh, yeah, one yeah. that I would like openly off his second album. Yeah, openly be like, yeah, I fuck with that song. Yep. And then, uh, guess what? You fuck with that one, too. Yes, I fuck yeah. with this whole album. Yeah, that whole album. Well, not this one. The um, the album the that OG Guess What joint. came off of. But no, nah, I definitely mess with Russ. But yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's not rap, but it, it's good driving music. You know what I mean? You're still rhyming words. <laughs> it's just, uh, uh, I can't even, like, say it's R&B either. It's kind of, like, weird. That might be the most underwhelming little Baby verse I've ever you heard. You know what? Is once we, like, I had the headphones in and I was trying to, like, dissect the verse... He got like he made his money on that verse. What was that? Like eight bars? <laughs> <laughs> Bro skated and got it. Like the flow was hard. Like yeah, I caught yeah, the yeah. flow right away and I was like, all right, when is he good? 
Oh, okay. This I'm, is it. All right, let me just keep I'm popping. I'm so happy that we record this pod, like, physically, like, me next to you, because I caught your body language at the end of little baby shit, and I could literally tell, like, you were not impressed. I like, was let down. Like, I didn't even look at your face, just your body, like, you were kind of, like, hyped for the verse to come yeah, up. Yeah, he and then, smashes shit. And then shit. at the end of the verse, you're like, ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that Jack Harlow song, like, three times after we made that oh, last Oh, yeah, pod. you kidding me? That Yeah, that, that shit's different. He went... He spaz for Jack. Yeah, that shit for Russ is just a quick little bag flip for him. But yeah, no, the two Atlanta. Well, Russ. Yeah, Russ lives yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, he claims Atlanta. Yeah, two Atlanta dudes getting together like sure. they always like to do. Getting busy, man. But, but uh, yeah, I mean it's not not serious, but uh, a little vibe. I, I like the hook. I don't know him on his super braggadocious shit. Uh, I'm a sucker <laughs> for all that. Getting ugly. I'm in this bitch now. Doing his best uh, fucking, I keep wanting to say Jeffrey, but that nigga has a rap name. Um, Young Thug? Young Thug, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what that hook sounds, that sounds like a Young Thug song. Yeah. I could see that. Russ might have, you should have just wrote that and handed that one over. Yeah. Still fuck with it though. In case Russ ever peeps. <laughs> no, I fuck with Russ. I just no, think I'm just playing. <laughs> Young Thug might have sounded a little harder on that song, <laughs> and then the ba- little baby would have been pushed because then he can't let Young Thug kill him on the song. Right. Damn. So Russ is Russ is still cooking. Yo, John Bellion with the fucking Disney Pixar artwork is crazy, man. It looks like the backside of Aladdin's kingdom. Yeah, it really does. And uh, that Glory Sound prep album, it's just so like layered and deep. Um, different jumping from different genres even in one song like he's got a song called adult swim and it's like he's uh like he's going through different tv channels and you literally hear like the static and then like he rap like it's a different song so it's like four songs into one that's fine he's got piccolo uh from dragon ball z oh like doing like and doing like an intermission in between like childish gambino got the dude from uh american dad and i thought that was hard really if he's got Dragon Ball Z, that kills Childish. Yeah, Camino. he's got that. That's a dope, really dope album. Um, yeah, I would give it if you're trying to catch a different vibe. Uh, that that album's crazy because, like, in the beginning, he's ra- like I said, he's always he's just jumping all around from different genres. That's I gotta. What's the name of this one? Glory Sound Prep. It's in the bottom. Glory left. Sound. I can only yeah. see the word prep. Yeah, it's in the bottom left there. But uh, the trailer for this, they treated it like it was a Pixar film. Oh, this is the you were yeah, telling yeah, me about yeah. this one. Um, so it's literally like uh, the camera just kind of flying through this kingdom, and then I'm like, so before he announced the album, I'm like, oh, he he's definitely like executive producing a soundtrack for a Pixar movie, and then this is kind of just uh, what he built it around, I guess. But uh, who knows, man? I really hope he does get a chance with Pixar, but uh, we'll see. That's dope. But and I was wrong. I was thinking about this all week because I don't want someone to freaking crucify <laughs> Hit you me up, over it. Up. People um, kill me for these. Bellion didn't write for. Uh, uh, he didn't write for Lonely for Bieber. He wrote um, Holy with him and Chance, and then his newest song. It's like a uh, the music video is him being a boxer. Mm. So he wrote Holy. I don't know if you heard that one on the radio. Yeah. And then uh, whatever the newest Bieber one was, but it <laughs> can't was can't miss the chance to have Chance scream at me on a record. Right, you were right about Chance the whole time. I still <laughs> fuck with acid rap though. But I'm not saying that. Chance is not a bad rapper. No. Like, he's got songs that I. I'm not saying Chance is a bad. I'm not saying no, that. no, no, no. You, but um, it's the delivery. I don't like yeah. how he raps what he's saying. 
Like the only song where his style fits is no problems. Yeah. In my opinion. Because like, that was I a like hype that, song. I so like him, that security. What is that? I might need security. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You. yeah. That shit's hard. But uh, acid rap. But he lisps. So his right. talking rap voice is like. Right. Listen, somebody speak to you like this, son. <laughs> Give you all that hot shit. You feel me? Got Mike Tyson on the, <laughs> on the mic. I'm not trying to hear Iron Mike rap. But <laughs> Russ, like, he's. Russ is dope. John Bellion is like another level, though. Yeah, super, super. Like, Chance is dope, but yeah. like, Chance isn't making Pixar shit. Nah, not at all. And it's just weird because I, I, maybe, I don't know if, I don't know him personally, but. I feel like his music never, not that it didn't get the light of day because uh, his la- his the human condition did flirt with the top five on Billboard, but uh, Guillotine was a really popular one that was on the radio for a little bit, but I just feel like a majority of his work just did not get a press run that it deserved for whatever That's reason. That's kind of like the struggle of music now yeah. because everybody's landscape is so personalized. Yeah, you're right. You really have to like transcend. Like Drake in that class of people... They were the last class to have, like, music fed to people, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. It's just uh, with this whole streaming, everything. Yeah, like, you really only hand. listen to what you want to listen yeah, to. Yeah, everything at your hand. Not, yeah, it's it's weird, man. I would, I, I'll ride in silence before I listen to the radio. Oh, facts. You're not catching me with that shit. We were bumping that Drizzy uh when AP sent that shit over, and I was literally contemplating, like, I'm like, should I download that and then put it on iTunes and then drag it over to my phone? Like, literally. Granted, I- the leaks were old. I was still sick when they took them down. Because I didn't save. I've never, I like, either. I, I listen to do. the Drake leaks as they come out. Yeah. But I don't save them anywhere. I just listen to them. Right. I'm going to just click on it real quick. And then they go away. And then, and then this, I got to so ask somebody who saved them. Literally, I text you. I'm like, damn, that Drake leak went stale. You're like, bro, I just tried clicking on it an hour ago. I'm like, right. I had literally just hit <laughs> AP and said the same thing. <laughs> and he dubbed me, but he put everything in the group chat. So I fucks with it. Yeah, he literally went out of his way to to make sure we got that lucky lefty and organization. My guy. <sighs> If this is even like a quarter, like fit half of what we're. That's what I was saying. I was like, these are unfinished, yeah. like 50 second snippets, but you know he's about to snap with Bird, right? Yeah. My goodness. Look. Turned this to an organization Used to have bashments down in the basement Looking the ceiling, pink foam insulation Now we just link up for corporate occasion Said she been fucking with me since that Hazleton If I don't like how he's moving, I'm paging him Here that they dissing back then, I was raising them Niggas is in for the Yo Bruh <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, I had to stop it because I wasn't gonna find a point to stop it I haven't, said, br- I haven't said bruh since episode one Oh um, god Drizzy's getting busy he is on this album, uh, God, and it, and uh, if this is the full album, like we were saying, who knows? But uh, it's got the perfect blend of R and B. It's got your rap. Drake. Bro, when I heard this, when I heard this, yeah, it was already over. There was nothing else that any. I didn't have to hear anything else. Forties back putting R and B samples underwater. Yep. <sighs> Certified lover boy, man, should be here by the end of the month. Bro, that shit should have been here at the beginning of the month. Aubrey, you should, send that through. You should have dropped that shit on the first. That would have been a statement to send me. Send me the link that I can't share with other people. We know Aubrey, <laughs> we know you caught onto the Dropbox. Just hit us with the new one, all right? We're going to pretend like it's not him putting these out. But, bro, the sun, oh, my God. And that shit hung there. Like that I sh- think he's aware of, like. He is. 
there's a separation between like my throwaway shit and everyone else's throwaway shit. So I'm going to play my throwaway shit and get everybody excited because you can't do that. You have to play your best shit to get the same reaction that I'm going to get out of some shit that would have never touched the light if of day. If that's throwaway shit, I am like... You my, heard Dark Lane demo tapes. That true. shit wasn't coming out. No, We had to be in a pandemic where he's like, ah, oh, let me feed him because they'll bump my shit that's and I'll get so the streaming facts. numbers. And that, sh- that Chicago Freestyle, if that never came out, I, that, that shit is tough. Drizzy's just in a different lane, man. Uh, and for the fact that he's been doing it this long, you can't say he... You can't tell me he's not top three. Turned it to an organization. But he... So the conversation is now, he doesn't doesn't write his own shit. So how high can you really put him in a rap conversation? I'm still putting him at three. Or like he's in my top three. Like AP says he's better than Michael Jackson. You're better off... He's on that level. You're better off with that argument. Yeah. He makes more styles of music than Michael did. Yeah. He sings. He raps. Michael didn't rap. Like, no. there's stories of Michael rapping. Right, like behind But none of that shit ever came out. Right. So, like, you have, he raps, he sings, he doesn't dance. Right. Like, that Michael be, that Jackson. That might be the only thing he doesn't have. Michael Jackson could dance. Right. Drake dance does, like, the off. little silly shit, but, like, yeah, Drake yeah. can't dance. He toosy slides and shit he like that. He still has, like, a certain amount of cool that he has to uphold. Yeah, so, yeah, Drake yeah. could never, like, take off his jacket and just start killing you on the dance floor. Right. Versus, like, Michael Jackson could sing to your girl and then serve you on the dance right, floor. Right, start after. moonwalking away and shit. So it's... But I think the fact that, like, Drake has the pop songs, Drake has pop songs made for him, like, he's more... And your that, argument is better off biggest artist than yeah, best rapper. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. And the fact that, I don't know, like, I guess he was feeding Quentin some bread... Like, it was honestly like Meek just wanted a Drizzy verse, and Drake was kind of just putting his mans on real quick, and he got exposed for it, unfortunately. That's what how it came off to me. There's a whole story, fam. We got enough time for this? Yeah, we have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's a string of records. So, uh-huh. like, if you're, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yep. Miller wrote a lot of that. Really? Oh, so, you don't know. So, and, so it wasn't just. Have re- you heard? So have you heard ten bands? Yeah. Have you heard Quentin Miller's ten bands? Nah. Same exact fucking song. So it wasn't just Rico. God damn! Really? Uh-oh. Look. So go look at like if you get bored, look at the credits on if you're reading this. And Quentin. Quentin Miller. Over. Every song that he wrote. Damn. He's on. I wonder like, how they, much they like, weren't very low about it. I know Drake was saying. I like, might take Quentin the Follies. Yeah. Like when I heard the song, I was like, "Who the fuck is Quentin, and why right. is he taking him to Follies?" Nigga wrote you a bunch of smash right. hits. You might as well take him right. to the club. He was saying Quentin was over at Kroger <laughs> before he put him. I on. was just trying to help the guy. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, but you kind of went over. <laughs> right when he's got production cre- or writing credit all over your whole. Because like Drake has the writing camps that like yeah. Dr. Dre and all them used to do, so like yep. you can do it in that manner. Right. But you're taking whole verses, whole hooks, like entire songs. Yikes! I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But for what it's worth, these if this is half of this is like from the album, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Like I'm talking like Twitter, uh you're gonna have a lot of tweets with Drake verses in it. You already bro. A lot you of fa- a lot of Facebook posts, a lot of yeah. IG posts, Drake verses in it. 
Um, but uh, that merch you were telling me about that Nike merch, certified lover boy merch. Yeah, yeah bro, Nike's yeah. about to cake up the socks with the hearts on them, and yeah. I already see you people with the fake ones. Really? That's rough. There's people out there like that. If you got a heart on your Nike socks and it doesn't say air on them. You're trying way too hard. Those are the people. Bro, like, the fake Drake merch is trash. That's crazy. Like, I can understand the dudes who used to come through with the turquoise Jordans on. And you're like, all right, I get what right, you're trying right. to do. <laughs> and I'm going to let you do it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got them over on the south side. Went inside the market in the back. I got it. But like. Certified lover boy shit, bro. Yeah, come on, man. Nobody has it to no. begin with, so it's super exclusive. So I know on, the man. nigga working at Foot Locker doesn't have it. Right. No offense. Shout out <laughs> to all my man's at Foot Locker. Ah, oh, man. Damn, but yeah, no, I agree. Drake is definitely up there. Yeah, he's up there for me. He's. I'm gonna. I don't know if you went to college in the last decade and a half. You fuck with Drake? You kidding me? Why is it college student? I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's just that 20... He speaks to us. 2010. He didn't to, even go. 2010, right. 2010 to 2013 just was such a vibe. Cole graduated from college and then started rapping to teenagers. Cole, like, Drake, like... Right. <laughs> Drake captured the college market. He really did. Like, he was wearing your college's hoodie and you were hype. And he's never even been there. He did shit the right way. Made his <laughs> made, made a business and said, fuck the degree. But I'm going to make money off the motherfuckers who did, though. Right. Yeah, man. Shout out Drake. Shout out OVO. Shout out Chubbs. You know Chubbs like Draymond. So. Shout out Nico. <laughs> so, funny story. I went to the second and third OVO Fest in Toronto. Uh-huh. The third one, we missed ASAP Rockies. So, they, so I want to say doors were at like seven. Yep. Doors open at 6.30. Show was supposed to start at 7. We get in there, and it's like uh, um, the amphitheater's on the water. So everything's, like, next to each other, if that makes sense. Yep. So there's a water park that you have to kind of get by to get to the amphitheater. Yep. Long story short, we miss ASAP Rocky set standing in line for merch. Then you get close enough, like, you know how you stand in line for something and then you get close enough to see how much shit costs? Yep. And then you decide if you're going to buy it or not, so you keep waiting. We didn't keep waiting, but the amount of time it took to figure out that lighters were $18 and Jeez. T-shirts were $60 and sweatshirts were 120 I missed ASAP. Damn. In that process, you see this short, light-skinned dude go back and forth with a cash box. Like, I've been lying long enough to see him, like, eight or nine times. Right. There's a lot of cash flowing around, so he's making sure he's doing drops. Right. So, me being, like, the, what? I don't know how long ago this was. I was probably, like, 21, 20, like, young enough to still shout out somebody popping off Instagram that yeah, I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> so, like, I see Drake's man, and I'm like, yo, Neek. Like, hearing that in a song, and like, thinking that he's going to respond to me to it in person, and he, like, looks. Like, it's somebody that he might know. Didn't see me at all. Right. Looks around. Looking around. And then just kept it moving. Looking around like, who, who, who said my name? Like, yo, yo. Oh, all right. I guess I just heard something. <laughs> just like, kept it pushing. That's but hilarious. That was like, that was my, that was my brush with the OVO camp. Right. Shouting at niggas from the merch line. When uh, Wayne was on his, it was the uh, Carter, 
It was Lil Wayne verse. It was the I Am Music Tour. So this was in 2009. It was like May. So this is like Carter Three. It came out like a few months prior. I saw him out uh, in Albany. And uh, this is so. This is when Drake and Nicki weren't even really like introduced. No, like, they were opening. Shit. Like they were, yeah, they were all openers. So Tyga was actually the like he was the hit maker at the time. Mm-hmm. So Tyga was singing the hits, and I was um, a couple rows back from Put the lime and the coconut. Yeah, the, was that still out? That, yeah, that was it. <laughs> this 2009. Shout out Tyga. Yeah. So um, I'm three or four rows back from the sound guy. The sound guy's in the middle of SPAC, and Nicki, Drizzy, Lil Twist. They all went up to the sound guy and they were kind of just like chopping it up. And I was like, yo, Lauren, that's Nicki Minaj. That's Drake. And they didn't even, I think all they did was perform like one young money song. And Bedrock wasn't even out at that point. They performed like one song together and then like kept it pushing. But that was, that was my like closest encounter with, but uh, Wayne's concert that night was insane. Like I'm talking like the lighting, the uh, track listing. They put on a show. They put on a wild show. Like, it was, like, my mind was fucking blown. I went to Drake's shows, like, you would see the set behind him, and you're like, what the fuck is he going to do with that? Like, what is it? Right. Like, there was, like, I can't describe it. It was almost like a staircase that was, like, five times wide. So, like, five sets of staircases, and the shit's just lit up. And you're like, okay. And then, like, when he comes out, like, you know when everybody else is done, and now it's time for Drake to get yep. in his bag? Yep. The set comes forward, like, 30 yeah, feet. Yeah, yep. So now, not only does the shit light up, it's showing you a video. Yep. And then, like, as he does songs, like, every song has a visual. Like, yeah, you it's gotta so go. dope, yeah. When the world opens up again, hopefully Drake goes on tour. Bro, I've seen him two or three times now, and... Um, the dope thing about an artist that you follow off the rip is just seeing them through them different progressions, the progressions. Of, of their career. So I saw yep. the Drake before. Damn, uh, that means I got to go see Big Sean just to close the circle. <laughs> you probably do. I, I don't know. How much does a Big Sean ticket go for post-pandemic? More than I'm willing to <laughs> fucking pay. Yo, facts. I'm only dropping Yo, 35. ticket prices were dumb before the pandemic. Right. And now Can you, you have- imagine like a Hove ticket? Oh, my gosh. In April 2021? Nah. That's going to be fucking a G in the nosebleeds. And it's only two shows at the Barclays Center. And then he's done for the next decade. For real. Damn. I hope they don't crab us on shit when everything starts opening up. I hope not. I I don't know what to expect. We'll just kind of take it day by day. But, yeah, I I really think by this summer we're going to be getting back to it, man. By this summer, you think so? Yeah, this summer. I, I'm saying by like the reluctance to take the vaccine doesn't scare you. Um, I know some people that are kind of like uh, a couple of people are like, well, I'm gonna treat it like how I treat a game system. I'm gonna let the first round go through and see see if the glitches and everything. Um, <laughs> nah, I read into the science of the vaccine and how it works. Um, if I'm offered the vaccine, I'm on air. I will take it. Um, not really worried about it. It's 2020 tech. There's some people that are saying it took 10 years to make the polio vaccine. That was in 1918. I'm so sick of people. Like the people who are saying, do you know that in 10 years, what was it? It was like a dollar from 1920 is only worth like five cents or some shit now. And then in 10 years, like if you don't get that ignorant shit off my, oh my God, 
Some people kill me, man. You got to get off Facebook and live your life. Or fact check people, Or just bro. fact like, check shit. If, a fa- if you hear some shit or you read some shit on the internet that sounds crazy to you, look into it. Don't just take that shit right. for face value and, and the, go spread it around. And the first thing you look at when you type that thing in, most likely it's going to say hoax next to it <laughs> or myth. Shit is crazy. Uh, shit's crazy, man. But uh, like, I'm not judging anybody. If you do get it, don't get it. Uh, I know people both ways. Um, I'm just gonna keep shit pushing, man. Keep taking my vitamin D and uh, hopefully keep drinking that water. How much water are you drinking <sighs> lately? It hasn't been up to par, man. You taking your multivitamins? Oh, that's a given. I got the uh, the old person uh, Monday through Friday. Like mm-hmm. vitamin uh, type counter oh, type the, the like long blue shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Damn, got that. Bro, you're like my nana. To keep me in check. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Shout out Nana, though. <laughs> Shout out my Nana. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is episode 14, man. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, appreciate everybody, man. Yeah, I appreciate everybody. The positive, the negative, the... The passive, the people who don't give a fuck. Yeah, it was all right. The consistent listens, and I... Maybe don't hear back. I, I honestly think our number one like listener doesn't hit us up, which I'm cool with. But I don't know. I just want to know who's kind of tapped in. You want to meet your biggest fan? Yeah, not. <laughs> I guess. But uh, <laughs> the numbers are looking good. But uh, re- don't be afraid to reach out, man. We're uh, always willing to kind of talk about the topics we go through and what we're going through, and we're willing to hear what you guys want to f- talk about and what you feel like as well. I'm not. Listen to it. I will not respond to you. I will not debate you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I will not defend my takes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck out of here. Take this art. Uh, I'm just kidding. I appreciate it. I like all the conversations that we had. Yeah, the conversations. Like, when's the pod dropping? And then uh, I had a friend. I shouted out how how domestic uh, car dealerships were kind of like eating lately from uh, how good they're looking, how well they've been performing. And one of my other buddies that's a car dealer, Chris Saya, who works at Romano Jeep. Shout out, Chris. uh, Goes, you're really not going to shout me out? Go, bro! I got you on next part. I go, but Chris snubbed my man. I go, but Chris, Chris, I've literally shouted you out like four different times during four different episodes. He's like, (laughs) he needs to come do an episode. We talk about it. He really does. Yeah. Shout out to Chris. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Chris, man. But uh, appreciate all you guys for listening. Keep tapping in, man. You guys keep us uh, keep the ball rolling. Facts. Love, man. I don't know why this just felt right. (laughs) I like it. Episode fourteen. We'll catch y'all next week. Squaw, squaw, squaw. <laughs> when I pull up on a nigga, tell that nigga bad, bad. I'm too good with these words. Watch a nigga bad track. If I die, all I know is I'm a motherfucking legend.